Welcome to Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert. I'm a lifelong horse person and professional equine nutritionist with the goal of helping horses and their humans create balanced diets to set them up for success, no matter what age, discipline, or circumstance. Disclaimer, the information discussed here is based on current scientific research and is for educational purposes only. Every horse's individual needs vary. This is not a substitute for veterinary medicine or nutrition consultation. Hello and welcome to another episode of Farm to Stable, an equine nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert. This week, we're talking feed myths. So I've given this lecture a number of times and I'm soon to be giving it to a group of veterinarians. And it's really important to understand that horse nutrition has come a long way. So if you've been around horses 30, 40 years, or you've been around horses for just a few months, there are some things that you should know about equine nutrition. So today, we're going to focus on protein because sometimes protein gets the blame for things it should not get the blame for. So we're going to talk about those things. So the first thing that protein often gets blamed for that it shouldn't is that it causes developmental orthopedic disease in young growing horses. Too much protein causes kidney and liver disease. It does not. And protein makes a horse hot or excitable or fizzy. None of those things are true. Protein is not the cause of these things. So let's break it down. Talking about DOD or developmental orthopedic disease. Typically, the cause of this is multifaceted. Yes, it can have a nutritional factor. For example, if mineral imbalances are off, the growing horse is not getting sufficient nutrients or is getting too much energy, too many calories is growing too fast. And genetics. People don't ever want to think about genetics when it comes to DOD, but it's a big one. Excess energy intake, too many calories, again, when a horse grows too fast, that can make things not be able to keep up with each other. So perhaps the bones are growing very quickly and the soft tissues can't keep up, etc. I won't get too into that, but it is not the protein. Research has shown that it is not the protein. Next, protein does not cause kidney or liver disease. When digestion happens, one of the ways that protein is metabolized in the body is through the kidney. Another way is through the liver. When protein is broken down and excreted, part of those uh, waste products go out through the kidneys, and that's some of the ammonia smell that you get in the stall if it's not ventilated very well. The liver also helps to break down protein. So the myth comes from feeding too much protein works these organs too hard and it causes disease. It's actually not true. Now, If a horse has kidney or liver disease, yes, we will manage them nutritionally by limiting protein in the diet to basically what they need and make a very high quality protein without going overboard. But protein itself does not cause these problems. I mentioned one of the other myths that protein gets blamed for is excitability. Protein does not make a horse hot, excitable, spooky, fizzy, unfocused, none of those things. That has many factors. So if a horse has this excitable behavior, it could be for a lot of reasons. It could be lack of exercise, not enough turnout, too much energy intake, individual personality, 
breed, environment, etc., etc. So there could be a lot of things there, but protein is not it. So let's talk some more about what you should know about protein. So protein is important in the entire body. It's second in the body only to water in terms of what makes up the body. Proteins are made up of amino acids. I talked about this very briefly last week. So think of amino acids like the letters of an alphabet, and proteins are the words. So there are a million zillion different types of proteins. A million zillion. That's the technical term. I jest, of course. Uh, But many different combinations of amino acids can be put together to make up many different kinds of protein. Everything from hemoglobin in your blood to proteins that contribute to nerve signal transmission to muscle development and on and on. In general, probably close to ideal, close to what we think is ideal based on available research is roughly one gram of lysine for every 10 kilograms of body weight for a horse in exercise. I say that, but the specific amino acid requirements for horses still remain unknown. Now, those amino acid requirements are much better studied for other livestock, pigs, cows, sheep, things like that. But for horses, we don't know. We have an idea of what minimum requirements are. Those are published in the National Research Council Nutrient Requirement for Horses. Those are minimums. They're not necessarily optimum. That one gram of lysine per 10 kilograms per day comes from the Waltham Pet Science Center in England and their research and their recommendation of what is thought to be close to optimum. So the next thing I'll say about protein is that the quality of protein is more important than the quantity. So what do I mean by that? There are amino acids that must be taken in via the diet. The body can't make them. There are some the body can make. There are others that need to come in through the diet. Those are called essential amino acids. So when we say a protein is of high quality, it contains those essential amino acids, things like lysine, methionine, threonine, just to name a few. So in talking to people about their horse's diet and their protein intake, one of the first things that often comes up is protein. They say, well, my horse needs more top line. I need to feed him more protein. The answer to that is maybe you do and maybe you don't. So there was a study published in 2019 in the Journal of Equine Veterinary Science that showed that feeding dietary protein, excess dietary protein, above and beyond what the horse needed, actually did not increase muscle synthesis or muscle growth. And that was compared to horses that had less protein intake or moderate intake. Now, it doesn't mean that, okay, well, you know, you can just stop feeding protein and it's not going to make a difference. More research is definitely needed, but more isn't always better. And in fact, sometimes, yeah, we do feed protein a little bit in excess sometimes. Now, is that bad? Well, as I've discussed physiologically in a healthy horse, probably not. But there's a lot we don't know about, say, the hindgut microbial population. And nitrogen, which does make up protein, is it important to the microbiome and how does it affect it? That question was raised at the 2023 Equine Science Society meeting. More research is needed there. When we feed a lot of protein, we do need to increase water. The body needs more water to metabolize it and process it. And of course, there can be some environmental impacts. Now, this is a little bit outside my area of expertise, 
But as I mentioned, as protein is metabolized, nitrogen and ammonia are part of those end products of metabolism. So that means that if your horse is stabled, ventilation is very important. And it also means that if you're near a sensitive waterway, that uh, management of equine waste needs to be very careful because you don't want that excess nitrogen seeping into sensitive waterways. I'm not going to go too much more into that. But again, just things to think about. Now, you've heard me talk on this podcast before about ration balancers and how important they can be for horses that are on a forage-only diet or on weight management diets. And sometimes people will come to me and say, and including veterinarians, and they'll say, this balancer has 32% protein. That is way too much. You can't feed that. Pull your horse off it. No, 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 no. I can't say that enough. Ration balancers, as I've mentioned, are concentrated sources of protein, vitamins, and minerals. You do not feed them the same way you feed a typical grain concentrate, which you might feed at, say, four or five pounds for a thousand-pound horse. A ration balancer you're feeding maybe a half a pound, one pound, maybe two pounds if they're working. So I'm going to take you through some numbers. So if you have a pen and paper handy, you might want to write them down. If not, I'll try to be as clear as possible. Let's take our average 1,100-pound or 500-kilogram horse at maintenance. So out in a pasture, on forage, maybe gets ridden once or twice a week, very lightly, but generally just living his best life. The National Research Council, as I mentioned, which recommends minimum intake requirements, recommends about 630 grams of protein per day. Now, Waltham, as I also mentioned, recommends a little bit more than that, a little closer to 650 and maybe 30 grams of lysine. So let's say you have your hay analyzed, and maybe it's 8% crude protein, maybe 0.2% lysine, and that horse consumes 21 pounds per day. Now, Trust me when I say I've done the math on this. And on that diet alone, that horse actually comes up a little bit short in lysine. Yeah, you're hitting your crude protein requirements at about 762 grams, but lysine is only 19, and we're aiming for about 30. So if the forage source, that particular forage source, is deficient in protein, chances are it's deficient in other nutrients as well. So enter the ration balancer, and we add about a pound and a quarter or a half a kilogram to that horse's diet. Now, we've bumped up the crude protein to 944 grams, which again is over 650 grams of more of an ideal intake, but we're not so far over that we're way overfeeding it. So I'm still comfortable with that. We've also increased the lysine intake, remember that essential amino acid, to about 31 and a half grams, which is just over and above our 30 gram target. So again, you're feeding a small amount of that balancer. So I'm not quite done harping on this balancer. We're gonna do a few more numbers. I know you're thinking, hey, I was told there's no math involved, but it's really not that bad. Remember a conversion here. So one pound is equal to about 0.45 kilograms and both equivalent to about 454 grams. Okay, so one pound about 454 grams. If you take one pound of a ration balancer that contains 32% crude protein, in one pound of that balancer, you've got 145 grams of crude protein. Okay, remember, our target total intake for the horse for the day is about 650. Now, 
let's say you're feeding a concentrate feed, and that is a 12%, what a lot of people refer to as a 12%. So an average crude protein of 12% per pound. And that, remember, is a concentrate, so we're feeding it differently than a ration balancer. And for our 1,100-pound horse, the feeding recommendations say feed 5 pounds per day. In 5 pounds of the 12% protein concentrate feed, you're actually feeding 272.4 grams of crude protein in that 5 pounds. So remember, 1 pound of the ration balancer, 145 grams of crude protein. 5 pounds of the 12% concentrate feed, 272.4 grams of crude protein. Do you see where I'm going here? So one pound of a ration balancer is not too much protein. So when you see 28, 30, 32% per pound, it is not too much. And again, your feeding rate is much lower than it is in a concentrate feed. So I hope you stuck with me (laughs) through all of that, because this is a battle that I fight quite often. And to say that I fight that battle makes it sound a little more dramatic than it is. But there are times after times where I hear people say, oh, I was told to stop this ration balancer because my horse is fill in the blank, gaining too much weight, getting too hot, blah, blah, blah. So n- no, <laughs> generally, it, that generally, that's not the fault of the ration balancer. There are usually some myriad of other factors that could be contributing to that situation. That is my soapbox this week about protein. I hope I've cleared up some misconceptions for you. And if you have any protein questions, feel free to reach out, equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com. And again, in a future episode, looking to do some listener questions. So if you've got a thought, send it my way. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Please share, like, and subscribe. And I hope to see you back next week. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. Please share and subscribe if you found the content interesting. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send it to equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com.